Hello everyone and welcome today to our podcast which focuses on the various steps within outsourcing that we have included within our Accelerate Digital Roadmap. My name is Hinal Patel and I'm a partner at Simmons & Simmons in the UK um, specialising in digital transactions and I'm joined today um, by my fellow partner George Morris who also specialises in digital transactions and in this episode of our podcast series we're going to be focusing on service management. So, George, let me kick off by asking you um, to give us a, an overview of this particular phase of the outsourcing um, project. Of course. Thank you, Hinal. Um, so with this one, this is this one is relatively straightforward in terms of trying to describe what it is. This is all about once the contract's been signed, it's making sure that the supplier delivers on its promises, um, that the customer pays its bills and that the, the, the contract and the service is, is managed appropriately in accordance with all of the processes, procedures and agreed positions that are set out in the contract. So it looks it looks like um, uh, quite a bit of um, part of this particular phase is around operationalizing the various things that are in the contract and, and really getting the parties to change their focus onto service delivery and relationship management and, and, um, and those kind of um, aspects of the contract. Um, which is good. Thank you. Um, so what about the key issues? What, what would you see the key issues are, say the key issues are at this particular stage? Yeah, I think one one we see very often is that we we go through a process of negotiating an agreement between a supplier and a customer. And that can take a reasonable amount of time and, and quite a significant amount of energy to, to complete. And and then the, the contract is signed and, and everyone pats each other on the back. And then the contract is put into a drawer and uh, and the service starts to be performed. And you know, in nine times out of 10, perhaps the, the, the supplier performs admirably and everything goes very well and the contract is never needed. But there are always situations where uh, supplier or customer on either side does something which isn't quite in accordance with the contract, uh, you know, maybe a, a year or two into the, into the arrangement it's been all good up to then and then something happens and some something goes wrong on one side or another and the contract comes out of the drawer and suddenly everyone sort of has a sharp intake of breath because here comes the contract uh, and we're going to get into a dispute now that's 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 one particular issue we see that the sort of the contract only comes out in a sort of worst case scenario um i think the other thing we see is that generally all of the agreed sort of processes and procedures that we have in the contracts tend to sort of fall by the wayside slightly um, when it comes to actually operating the service day to day things start to slip because you know you get into a process between the customer and the supplier a way of working that isn't necessarily kind of how the contract originally envisaged it and in many cases that's that's just fine you know that that sort of works and everyone's relatively happy but sometimes that can lead to to bad behaviors and it can lead to, to poor service provision it can lead to, uh, you know, lax provision of, or, of of services on either side, and all those kind of things just generally lead to a, a reduction in the in the performance or, or on both sides of the table. Um, so I think those are probably some of the real key issues that we see when it comes to service management. Yeah, that's that's interesting, and I think I, I guess I guess customers also need to be quite careful about um, not um adhering to the provisions in the contract and and operating in a different way because of course that can kind of um uh, lead to uh, uh variations in what has been agreed in the contract um variations through conduct so it's um yeah interesting and so what would you um 
what would you say are the are your kind of um top tips for overcoming the the challenges yeah so i think the, the first one about sort of putting the contract in the drawer is my well, top tip would be don't put the contract in the drawer actually quite the opposite use the contract as being your the sort of the key day-to-day document that defines how the relationship is administered and there's a couple of reasons for that firstly this contract has been negotiated very heavily and so it represents a lot of work that's been done to make sure that the service is going to be provided properly and is going to work well on both sides of the table so it should really be used you know and secondly is to avoid that sharp intake of breath that you get when the contract comes out of the drawer and immediately both sides go defensive as the contract becomes you know this sort of beast that that nobody wants to see if the contract is used on a day-to-day basis from day one as being the the main the primary sort of relationship document and you know both sides are held to account in respect of you know minor or major breaches the contract just becomes a a day-to-day thing and it is less of a less of a big issue when it is then used in order to be able to solve the genuine issue between the parties it is it is there to be able to govern exactly what the two parties should do in the event of different circumstances arising. And so having it there and, and being able to use it day to day is a fundamental part of, of, of operating a, a good service when it comes to outsourcing. I think the other thing that is important is uh, is genuinely you know, you know, looking to um, to really, you know, You've gone through this process of negotiation and so what you want to do is actually sort of put in place the processes that you've agreed that you put in place under the contract so take the service levels for example back to my second my second issue about sort of the parties sort of acquiescing to a way of working that long term maybe maybe an issue when you take service levels hold the supplier to their service levels on a regular basis agree derogations where you need to agree them but have a formal process around that Make sure that you are actually following the processes in the contract, making sure that you're actually holding the supplier to those things, because the reality is, is that without all that stuff, you're going to end up in a bit of a mess. So I think ultimately my, my sort of key top tip is just maintain the contract contractual positions, agree derogations where necessary, but make sure that they're agreed formally rather than sort of informally. And make sure you run the process very sensibly in accordance with what the contract says maintain all the sort of governance forums that the contract allows for, maintain the regular meetings, maintain all the sort of agendas and the minute taking, because certainly in larger contracts, all of that stuff becomes absolutely fundamental as and when an issue comes up. And the the most well-managed contracts and the ones that avoid significant and and sort of business critical disputes are the ones where the contract has really been adhered to from day one. That's I absolutely agree, George. I think that's that's really helpful, really, really useful insights into the service management phase. Um, so thank you. So we continue to break down the various steps of, of the process in our podcast series. And the next one we'll be focusing on will be on optimization. So thank you all for listening. <laughs>